Beautiful North Vancouver, British Columbia, in the semi-free land of Canada. It's a Saturday morning, and uh, you know it seems like forever, but I have a few free moments to cobble together a bit of a podcast for you. I got uh, my happy vappy here, just getting ready to pack it up again, and. Uh, you know, it's crazy, man. You know, I like, uh, well, if you've been a subscriber for a while, you know, I haven't been making as many shows. But yet, more and more people are subscribing. So, uh, makes me feel a little bit bad. But, uh, you know, I've had some crazy shit going on the last several months in my world. But um, I'm under the careful and conscientious care of Dr. Wu and drinking a constant stream of funky Chinese teas. If you're curious, go check out my Flickr feed. I'm Uncle Weed at Flickr. But, uh, you know, it's all good and it's all going to sort itself out. And I have still been recording, but besides that, I've been having like, I got this, uh, I'm starting to turn into like the Sanford and Sons of busted Macintoshes, right? I got all like these, all these Macs in various states of disrepair. And uh, it's making it a real drag to put together a podcast. And, and like, I ain't starving or anything, right? But if there's any high-rolling fat cats out there that feel like uh, kicking down some stuff for some microphones and whatever. Bandwidth and hosting is generously provided by Zonka Broadband. Fine, Olympia Washington-based ISP. But since I have... I, so I have been recording stuff. And I spent some time out at the Clackwood Sound, um, which was an area of uh, tremendous contention back in the early 90s and continues to be so. And I was out there while the town of Tofino almost shut down due to a water shortage. And I documented uh, a lot of the history of the area from the blockades in the early 90s to uh, present day. And uh, I've also been occasionally making uh, postcards from Gravely Beach, which is another little uh, podcast I do that is uh, like spoken word literature kind of stuff. It's a little bit different flavor, but you know, still tasty for sure. Then also the Chalaxin Podcast Network. This is like we're putting together like one feed for me and the for my shows and the Clubside Breakfast Time, which if you aren't already a subscriber, you should be. The shows I do with Cosmo G Spacely is going to be kind of a little bit of a preview of one of those later on here with this stuff I dug up. Also the podcast, Fonzie and Chachi. What are they? Uh, Gazoo and Sajo. Good stuff. And also the dopefiend.co.uk, Cannabis Podcast Network from the UK. Although some of the guys are American. Uh, Queer Ninja has a music show, Sounds of Worldwide Weed. If there's anything more entertaining, I'm not sure I've ever found it. It's like, uh, it's, uh, he's a brand new flavor. And the Dope Fiend, doing, uh, like, uh, like, uh, news and a little bit of music, and it's like, uh, like a regular show. He talks about a show, and he talks about weed stuff. Uh, but dig it. Anyway, someone wrote into them, and he'd mashed up the Goldendale pub crawl episode with Google Maps or something like that, and did some, made some crazy interactive experience for himself. And uh, all I want to say, man, is this hoot off the Happy Vappy is for you.
The sounds of the Happy Vappy are not dramatic. They're pleasant. But there's this magic tripulation noise that the Happy Vappy tells you. I'm ready. I'm over here. I'm ready. And does this little... It's almost like a cat meowing. Oh, but I digress. So, to prove that I have been recording and I have all kinds of crazy content for you in the backstash that one day shall be revealed. In fact, I also recorded the other day with some friends from Japan. Some uh, dudes who have a head shop and mini ramp in um, the far reaches of Yokohama, Japan. And uh, But to prove that I've got this stuff, here is from months ago, just after 420 earlier this year, here is some crazy hijinks in Olympia, Washington, uh, where I'd had a day watching a Little League Baseball and finishing up at some open mic night at the east side and then over to more uh, mayhem as the all-female Black Sabbath cover band Black Betty rocked the China Clipper, home of serious alcoholics for many decades. Uh, and there's a little clip of that, but you can get more of that at clubsidebreakfasttime.com or whatever the hell it is. I have no idea. Uncleweed.net can see the links. Chugalon.com for this show for all the back issues, pictures, show notes, whatever. Whatever you get, man. Just enjoy it. It's all good. So here I am in Olympia, Washington, and you know, it's, uh, by now it's April 22nd, and I've been down here for like four or five days, busting out a whole slew of work, because like I'm, see I've got this new job that's starting on Monday, so, and I got this business that I run down here in Olympia, well I'm part of running, well, no means do I run it, <laughs> but uh, I had a whole heap of tasks to do and I kept on meaning to record a little something and I was staying down there at the uh, office I was crashing down there and there was a record player and all these great old uh, Nat King Cole and Dean Martin records and Chunk, Chuck Mangione and I was gonna do some uh, little chit chatting because uh, you know I had um, an article come out in print in Heads magazine called the Marijuana Lifestyle magazine and I was gonna talk about that and kind of as a little 420 special talk about my involvement with uh, hemp activism and how my article, what articles I've done and and cause like I, there's a lot of people that know I like I write some articles and stuff but none of them have actually read them, well a lot of people haven't actually read them and, but anyway just to sort of uh, give a little discourse about that but I you know I just haven't really gotten the chance and uh, and you know night after night passed and after a couple beverages or a little bit too much uh, work, my head was just a little bit too uh, tatered out to do it. But now it's Saturday night, and uh, I did some chillaxing today thanks to Ben's uh, guest guest room. Man, it just set me straight last night, and was able to totally chillax. And uh, you know, Ben's got the world's largest records collection that I know of in his garage and I, I haven't uh, had access to that but there's plenty anyway at the Crosley at the headquarters and uh, so anyway staying at Ben's house oh wow everyone's driving these monster trucks oh yeah monster anyway so today, it was the opening day of the Little League season. I'm going to cross this way. Uh, for the baseball. 
And without getting too personal and telling you a whole my life story, I have some interest and involvement with the Little League Baseball, right? So I go there to check out the thing. And admittedly, I'm a kind of a secular guy, right? Like, I really don't think that, like, religion's cool if you want to do that in your own time, in your own space, it's cool. But, you know, it's not a, a mandatory thing for people, right? Uh, and I know that maybe goes against the general cultural norms of most people around, but I'm kind of an indifferent indifferentalist. Is that uh, a word? Not really agnostic. Not necessarily atheist, but indifferent, right? But anyway, that's a whole other story. But so we're at the uh, opening day, the Little League season opening day ceremonies. And it's not really about baseball at this event per se, it's about the ceremony. And so they got all the like the league officials coming out to give speeches and the head umpire and the groundskeeper and the commissioner and the treasurer and they announce them all and hoo-ha and all the teams parade out and hustle on out and they got the loudspeaker set up but then they uh this fella comes out and starts like it turns into like this spontaneous hallelujah born again prayer session and he's uh offering prayers to the armed forces and to the children and to the parents and the coaches and I was like wow you know is he gonna like offer religious praises from other religions or pagan rites or and I, you know it's a little bit weird because I want people to be able to express themselves but I thought it was a little bit strange because it wasn't really put in any kind of context and I felt pretty uncomfortable being there in an audience and all of a sudden at the end everyone's saying amen and and uh, the players on the field and the coaches didn't really necessarily understand what was going on. But it's definitely this religious, conservative vibe in the whole crowd, which is a little bit weird to me, right? So I shot some video footage of it, that and the national anthem and the whole pageantry in general. So maybe I'll post that somewhere. But I don't know. Am I offside here? Should people be, uh, should it you know, be such a thing that a Little League opening day, people go out and announce things? And I've mentioned this to my close friends and advisors and colleagues and no one seems as put off about it as I do but you know maybe I'm a little bit weird about that kind of stuff man am I offside you tell me anyway I don't know if God and Jesus and the greatest country on earth and proclaiming the glories of war and the glories of God and his blessings on the game of baseball I really need it on the baseball field. And then they did the Little League Oath, right? And all the kids were supposed to repeat the Little League Oath. And it starts off with like, I believe in God, I love my country, and I will obey all its laws. Those were the first three things. And then it was like, oh yeah, and I'll try and be a good sport and have fun playing baseball, okay, whatever. But it was all about the... uh, It was all about the... uh, God, country, obey the laws. Am I so much of a rebel that what I'm saying, am I totally off base here? I suppose when I, and they're a private organization, I understand a lot that they can kind of do whatever they want. And no one has to, is, is obliged to participate in the program. And things like the Boy Scouts, and I was in Cub Scouts in Canada as a youngster. And I was affiliated with the religious program. So I suppose the religion and the organization were tied in. Uh, but it was specifically sponsored by a church group where this is Little League, which isn't, you know. But anyway, 
all said and done, I suppose having a little bit of uh, calling any what grace that may be from above to put the, the little gaffers while they're playing their baseball. I can't really complain with all that. But to me, the separation of church and state and just the religious turn or the shift of power, nexus of power and glory to the fundamental side of organized religion in America makes me a little bit uncomfortable. Uh, is it because I don't belong? Well, maybe. But uh, am I jealous of the power? No. But uh, this is a little distasteful to me. I don't know. All right, traffic's getting busy. I'm heading to the east side. Um, there's a couple options going on tonight. There's the Black Betty Show, um, which is a female Black Sabbath cover band playing at the China Clipper, or at the East Side Club Tavern, which is the home of 30-plus microbrews on tap. Um, there's some singer-songwriter open mic night, I do believe. But we'll see what happens. He was, he was, um, it was a hard time, you know? So were you driving down the road and you saw him on I-5? Do you know what you were talking about? Do I know what you About know? little boy's lives. He was paralyzed. He was Back paralyzed. in the... It wasn't the kid on Cooper Point, was it? Was it? Okay, I'm Stewie, was it the kid on fucking Cooper Point? What? <laughs> no, dude, you can't smoke in here. open mic night here at the Eastside Club Tavern and uh, I'm drinking a new Belgian 1554 and I gotta tell you it's really hitting the spot now next weekend is Arts Walk where Olympia all the businesses downtown kinda stay open late and put up artsy stuff but it's kind of a slow night here at the Eastside which caters to a lot of students in the evening and in the afternoons kind of a lot of more like local long time afternoon beer drinkers they're famous for having 30 some odd microbrews on tap and well I've tried at least 30 microbrews on tap here over the years but it's open mic night there's variety entertainment and some guy named Eric up now Let's see how he is. What do you think so far?
And I'm out here on location uh, with roving reporter Uncle Weed. Oh, how's it going, eh? And uh, we're in downtown Olympia on uh, Saturday night, April 22nd. And we're standing outside the Eastside Clubside Complex, right next door at the Clipper, which is uh, one of Olympia's venerable watering holes. Happy hour at 6 a.m. <laughs> at least they always used to. I, I don't know if the reef yeah. still holds the longest running 6 a.m. happy hour or not. But I don't know what the uh, status is. <laughs> We're here on a mission, which is to get in uh, to the Black Betty concert, number one, without having to pay. So that we're going to try to cool. use, spend some of our podcast capital or maybe some of our other cap, uh, political capital. And Jedi mind which tricks. We've heard around town, yes. <laughs> these, are not, these are not the droids that you want to pay the cover charge. Move along. And uh, we're going to go inside and try to buy a Black Betty t-shirt uh, for Teclo. And we'll be Martin of the Majestic Podcast. Oh, yeah. So uh, there's a bunch of people going around the street, hanging out in front of the various uh, businesses and entertainment spots. Yeah, good well everywhere. Uh, turning quite the nighttime spot to go out. But anyway, uh, we're going to go head on in now and see how it goes. All right. I think we got to go around. we got to go around the side. All right, this is Cosmo G. Spacely of the Clubside Breakfast Time Podcast, and I have with me Elizabeth from Black Betty, and we're kind of hanging out uh, on the side of the Clipper before the show. Uh, hi, yeah, that's where we're at, brother. And we got Stu Miller, <laughs> yeah. downtown Stu Millionaire, motherfucking, yeah! Downtown Stu is everywhere, but well, hold on what? a second here. Put, put, the, the, put the explicit what? rating on that show. <laughs> How's it going, Elizabeth? It's Dude, going well. It's going well. <laughs> Get security. Get security. I am the only hey. Joe Millionaire, hey. man. Don't touch me. Hey, no. Oh, Jesus Christ, dude. <laughs> she wasn't like lying. I, I said, but, you know, Cosmo had one pint already. He's going back for another now. Oh, yeah. Because the show, uh, they're not going to play until about midnight. So we're going to brave through the streets of Ola here. Uh, put this away. Uh, we'll pass by perhaps the House of Kung Fu. 
and other uh, Asian eateries in the area on our way back to the club side yeah, east side complex. But the sidewalk is closed. <laughs> I think somebody must have brought that from the other side of the gym. Yeah, it was totally, that was totally a wicked dude. <laughs> I was like, uh... to Jay and he appropriately booked it. All right. I almost forgot. The next morning I was like, I have four dollars in my pocket, man. What what do I have four dollars for? And then I remembered it took me a couple of minutes, man. Yeah. It's all good though.